Hey there, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Investor Types podcast. We're talking about Bitcoin today with a very knowledgeable man who's been investing into Bitcoin since 2014. We're gonna talk about all things, we're gonna learn about it, exactly what it is, why he loves it, why he invests into it, his journey, some of the horror stories he's come across, including exchanges shutting down and people just losing their money. But most importantly, we're gonna talk about the type of investors that invest into Bitcoin people that can take on volatility, people that have the long-term time horizon, and people that have patience. So listen to the podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What we're talking about today is Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So if you've been around for the last few years, this is something that's been hitting all the headlines in the papers. Um, and what I'm, who I'm talking to today is an expert and someone who's done a lot in the field um, who prefers to really remain a little bit anonymous. But nonetheless, we're going to go really into some details. So thanks a lot for joining me, bud. Thank you. I think it's going to be a fantastic conversation. So you got yeah. first got into Bitcoin, Bitcoin investing back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. What made you get into it? So why? Pretty much I had a developer friend and he, uh, he was always shilling it to me. And I just thought, I never really looked into it much. We were just at the gym one time and he told me about how much um, Bitcoin had gone down. It was like at about 20 cents or something, went down to like eight cents. And Oof. then I just went, went home, looked at the chart and then seen massive volatility in that. And I thought, you know, it's such a cheap price. It's probably a good investment. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of looked into the fundamentals from there. And then that's when it's kind of kicked off for me. Mm. And then once you got into it, you saw the money go up so much. So mm. at the end of 2017, it got to 21,000 yes, US or yes. Australian. So it went up, it went up a lot, yes. a shitload, right? Mm. And I can imagine as your money starts to go up, you'd start to look into it a lot more. Yes, Did definitely. you really start to really deep dive into an analysis of, yes. is this still a good investment? For sure. I went down the rabbit hole there. And um, yeah, the, the investment side of it um, was from then on was was clear that it was it was more a long-term thing it wasn't very short-term for me so yeah. I didn't think I should have sold at 20,000 I didn't but uh, it's you know I know, I know a lot of the big players did sell at that time but this is something once looked into the fundamentals it was too you know it was too hard just to let go of I think this is a very long-term thing and I'm into properties mm. you know shares and gold that's all a long-term thing for me, and I don't think this should be any different. I don't yep. think, yeah. It's still an investment. It's still an, it's, it's yep. an investment. Yeah, yep. it's, it's a long-term investment. So, and that's what I've thought about it since the start, because when I bought it early days, I didn't think of it, you know, I didn't think of anything from it. I just kind of left it there. I've always yeah. been like that when yeah. I was little. I just hold things and then yeah. I'd just, you know, put them away. And yeah. I've always been <laughs> like that, I've been a kind of hoarder. So uh, in this case, uh, yeah. I'll continue, and I'll continue to invest in this. I'll put my money where my mouth is, you know, and- Because you believe in it. Yeah, I believe in it. It's it's not just more the belief, it's more about the fundamentals and how it works, how many, how much the supply is, you know, the decentralized nature. Um, Well, let's bring it right back. Let's bring it right back to everyone that doesn't know, who's Mm -hmm. listened to this for the first time. Yeah. What is Bitcoin? Yeah, so Bitcoin is a proof of work, payment system uh, pretty much that it's 
it's, it's, yeah, so it's just a proof of work pay, payment system. So um, it's done all through uh, cryptog cryptography. So um, yeah, the Satoshi Nakamoto, who's a guy who's anonymous, yeah. he uh, was the one who created it. Uh, there was a few people before in that kind of cypherpunks um, kind of time that were trying to create uh, something similar, like BitGold. There was a guy called Nick Zabo. Um, but the main thing that was that Bitcoin sold was the double spending issue, which blockchain has been around for many years. Yeah, we yeah, all know yeah. that. But the double spending thing was was the one thing that Bitcoin solved, meaning that you couldn't pretty much double spend someone's coins. So every coin was pretty much the coin, yeah. and it was signed to each seed. Yep. So yeah, that's. That's kind of the... And then Bitcoin started getting talked about being exchanged or traded or people might be able to use it as a currency, mm -hmm. not only to trade with each other um, or to, to buy things, say, online, so yes. exchange goods for services. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where its value really, I can imagine, came from, where people started accepting it as payments. Yes, for sure. So that was, that was the one thing. I think the, one of the biggest volume you know, kind of areas for it was, was in the drug trade. Um, that kind of spiked, a lot, spiked it up a lot in the early days, but then I think it's kind of sifted away from there and more now gone to goods and services. There's a lot of places like, um, even in Australia, Australia's really taken it on really well. Um, you know, the, there's, there's places um, you can buy, there's exchanges now you can pretty much buy travel tickets through, you can yep. buy, you, know, you can buy all, all kinds of goods and services. There's, even the Litecoin Foundation have started, you know, pretty much making it really easy for everyone to just kind of buy certain things, goods yep. and services. So a lot of people are exchanging services mm -hmm. for Bitcoin as payment as opposed to getting Australian dollars. Yes, I think that's, a, that's the future. Of it. So people always say, oh, you know, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. Or they don't understand, you know, you don't have to buy one Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's so expensive. Yeah, because one, there's... Yeah, so we'll get to that part, but people buying a fraction of a Bitcoin, that's, um, that's got, in, in the future generation, people will be earning it, not buying it. So, mm -hmm. you know, people don't understand that. If, if, if someone has a goods or service, they can, they can accept Bitcoin. And, and that's, for, for a long-term hold, that's, that's great for a deflationary asset. Yep. That's, you know, that it is deflationary compared to fiat currency, uh, currency which is inflationary. Mm -hmm. So there's a massive difference in the fundamentals there. That's the one big thing that I'm, I'm looking at and why I understand it keeps going up. It's not just the bubble. People that call it a bubble don't have enough understanding of the tech and haven't looked into it deep enough. Yeah, but it is something you've really got to understand, I could imagine. It is and something. It's different you, to yes. a lot of the different markets where, like I could imagine there's a lot of information mm -hmm. out there now, mm -hmm. a lot of information that people might just, I'm not sure how much it can be relied upon. Mm -hmm. Historical data is a big thing when it comes to investing and that's why, so you invest in property, you invest mm -hmm. in shares, mm -hmm. uh, you invest in gold, mm -hmm. you invest in Bitcoin. Yes. So explain to us some of the, the fundamental or, or the characteristics of, of each of them. Yes, sure. So the, the one, one thing about gold, I, I think Bitcoin is, is digital gold. Yep. It's very similar. Yep, yep, I can get that. But the one thing is, uh, you know, with gold, you can't just carry it around. It's, it's kind of like a thing of the past to me anyway. I think yeah, yeah. it's great, gold's great, but it's not something you can just carry bars of through the country, whereas Bitcoin, <laughs> you, you can, you know. It's, 
It's You've always got it. Totally lightweight. You've always got it, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, it's very secure. It's like being your own bank. Um, you can even lend it out. You can, you know, you can, you can fund it. You can, um, you can borrow against it in certain, there's certain places you can borrow against it now. Um, with property, the, the one thing I find great about Bitcoin is the liquidity. So liquidity to me is one of the biggest things. And that's with, that's one of the reasons I don't like most of altcoins is because of the liquidity. Mm. If you buy a big amount on an exchange, you'll see a massive spike in the order book and it will just clean up everyone. Whereas Bitcoin yeah. has massive liquidity. So even still right now where it's, where it's going down in price, the liquidity is huge. So that's, that's one thing. Liquidity means, you know, getting in and out of it. You know, property, the one thing I struggled with property, getting my head around and, and kind of liking, even though I'm quite patient with, with, with investing, is yep. the time it takes. I'm sure you would have some cases yeah. that would understand how long sometimes you, you want to sell, you kind of need to sell. You have to get it ready, you have to advertise it, you have to go through the due diligence mm-hmm. period, and then you've got to go through the settlement period before yeah. you even get it out. Sometimes your tenant might move out, yes. which means you've got to put more cash into it. Exactly. Share markets, though, are a lot more liquid. Yeah, you've share got markets share investments, are great. Yeah. So that's okay. Gold market, not as liquid, not as liquid yeah. but still a bit more than property. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Right, but they've also got that capital growth fundamental, which is what you really look for. Definitely. Um, yeah. You probably love the Bitcoin because of its finite amount. Yeah. And at the point there's going to be an end at yes, some point. That's right. And yeah. the one thing, I've been into mining a little bit. Uh, I bought a few S9 machines a few years ago, which weren't the, wasn't the best investment, I think. Here's a horror story. Here's yeah. Horror story. <laughs> so mining, mining for Bitcoin can be good. And basically mining for Bitcoin is when you have a machine that goes, yeah. hashes it or yes. finds it for you and then yeah. pops into your bank account. Yeah, or your your wallet, so yep. your your Bitcoin wallet. Yep. So that's yeah. So right now you you need to be you need to have really good electricity rates. So here's a horror story: mining bitcoins, where it can be good. So mining bitcoins is basically where you where you hash or you have a program or a machine that mm-hmm. finds the bitcoins for you and puts them in your wallet. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So pretty much the the Bitcoin mining al- algorithm is one called SHA two fifty six. It's pretty much the network, uh, you know, fights to pretty much decode uh, someone's transaction or a block. Um, they, they just pretty much try to fill a block and once it's filled, that's when the, the, the Bitcoin is received. So, and that happens with transactions as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, we, tell, me, tell me what's happened. So, it sounds like it could be all rosy. Yes. Um, if you've got a machine there that's mm-hmm. working for you to mm-hmm. find these things and, and give them to you, mm-hmm. Um, what are the downsides? The downside is electricity costs and the costs involved in, in having it set up. So, yep. you know, luckily for me, I had some friends overseas who who had set it all up and they knew what they were doing. Um, the only thing that stopped us and while it was going was the electricity costs. So when we first deployed the machines, they were working for a while, but then the electricity costs just didn't... It was actually more beneficial just buying Bitcoin. Then, so then it, no, it no longer becomes just an investment. By mining it, you're basically running a business. Yeah. Because you've got to take yeah. other factors into consideration, how good's your program. Exactly. But the yeah. internal costs of actually trying to get those trying to get those coins, mm-hmm. um, like the things like electricity. Electricity, that's a huge thing. Yeah, so there, there are places in the world, I think Venezuela is one where their, their electricity rates is really low, but their currency is also hyperinflated. So it might be a dangerous place to go into, but places like that, would be very beneficial even today to 
to mine Bitcoin. Yeah, okay. But it just depends. and So it can work, but you've got to be willing to, I could imagine, make, make sure that it yeah. does work. And the machines make a lot of noise. They, they get really hot. So it might be great in a, in a cold environment, but in a, you know, in a hot environment, you've got to make sure they keep cool. Yep. And, you know, so some places here in Australia just wouldn't work unless you've got some great, you know, ventilation you know we've got some companies are starting to put um some of their server machines some of the mm-hmm. big larger companies like a google they're trialing mm-hmm. server machines underwater but deep in the deep in the yeah, right. depths of oh. underwater because it's a colder environment outside which yeah, means definitely. machines can get cooled a lot quicker yeah, but anyway right. that's something else it's amazing yeah and that, another other thing with bitcoins i could imagine there so there's a lot of volatility mm-hmm. but not only that these coins have to be held somewhere yes. and held in a wallet Yes, um, and you hear about how wallets get hacked, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the one of the major horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more exchanges getting hacked. Wallets getting hacked is very very rare. I haven't heard many stories of a wallet getting hacked okay. per se. Yep, but an exchange getting hacked is quite, you know, that that's happened a lot. Exchanges have yep. just closed down. So could we see that as though a bank getting robbed? Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So yep. if you hold your cash in a bank there is a risk of that bank going under or yep. not letting you, you know, some places, I think it was Lebanon or- Take your money in out. Turkey or yep. just wasn't, yeah, they, they just weren't letting people withdraw their money. Yep, we say so, once there's a run on a bank in, in a severe depression, yes. basically there'd be so many people taking their money out, the bank will actually close its doors. Doesn't exactly. have to be people taking their money out, the bank can just decide to close its doors. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So, the, the beauty about Bitcoin is, is that you can be your own bank and that's yep. what people don't yet realize. So most people feel more comfortable leaving their their funds in a bank or on an exchange, yeah. you know, whether it be Bitcoin gold yeah. or whatever. They're yeah. just not comfortable holding it themselves. But until people are confident enough to hold their own keys, their cryptographic keys and, you know, understand how powerful that is and, and how secure it is, then it's going to open up a lot of doors for people. I think the you know, the new age of people, you know, the next generation, I think going to really have their heads around that. But we struggle to to get our heads around that a bit mm. compared to her. Yeah. You know. And then you could be you could be one of the people who have just you hold your currencies there, mm-hmm. um, and then something happens to the bank that holds the currency, mm-hmm. or the exchange, mm-hmm. and then see you later. There goes your money. Exactly. And you've got no claim to it because I can imagine you don't have an insurance policy that exactly they might be able to fund it back. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So these, these are the things in the in the that you have to look out for sometimes until you get the mm-hmm. confidence where you can actually just hold everything yourself. Yes, that's yeah, okay. right. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about some horror stories. Um, let's go into the characteristics of what a Bitcoin actually is um, and how it acts as an investment. So some key fundamentals as to mm-hmm. how it might compare against share markets, property investments, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, we start to talk about the volatility, its finite nature. Um, Bitcoin, you could, I could imagine, has not much of an income you can earn off it unless mm-hmm. you start to trade it or lend it out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that lending and trading aspect of it. Explain to me what you think the main characteristics of a Bitcoin mm-hmm. as an investment are. I think, well, yeah, understanding the fundamentals and how powerful it is, you know, the, the peer-to-peer aspect of it, which people there's no middleman that's that's one of the the most strongest characteristics of it mm-hmm. i believe me being able to send to you with no middleman is yep. incredible yep. these yep. days everything has a middleman these yep. days you know whether it's paypal a bank you know a website so having it peer-to-peer is is quite incredible and 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 that's a difference between even property you know you go through 
you know, solicitors, you know, the agents, yep. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it being peer-to-peer is one of the most amazing things um, out there. It's also one of the most, you know, I guess drawbacks of it because, you know, the financial system doesn't really like that at the moment or can't keep an eye on it as as closely. Mm-hmm. But But I think there will be, you know, certain regulations that will, you know, Australia is really good like that, but there are other countries that are just kind of putting a stamp, putting a stamp, trying to put a stamp on it, yeah. like China. Okay. But it's, yep. yeah, so that's probably one of the, one of the flaws, um, you know, with it, is that it's just not understood enough, it's not, it's not regulated enough. Well, it uh, can't be regulated. Yeah. Or is it becoming where it, a way that it can? Yeah, I guess it can't be regulated, but it, it can in the way of, you know, you know, authorities could say that you have to, you know, they, they can put systems in place, but it's just really hard because it's just so, because it is that peer-to-peer, mm. it just is that, you yep. know. And, you know, the only problem I see with, with Bitcoin right now is the fungibility of it because um, even though that's, you know, I'm not talking so much about, you know, governments controlling it and putting putting laws, you know, in place and stuff about it, but fungibility is not not pro, not for the privacy aspect for the fungibility of it so everything can be looked up in the block explorer so right now it's it's open source yep. it's it's out there so you can look at every single transaction where it's going how much on the bitcoin network so that's quite so explain explain to me this. so mm-hmm. let's say that eventually comes to the point where you can go and buy a coffee mm-hmm. with your bitcoin mm-hmm. and you want to spend three dollars fifty to go and buy a coffee it's in australian dollars and you use yeah. point whatever of your yeah. bitcoin um you pay for that yeah that person can then look up on the block explorer and find out how much is in that certain wallet you sent from right what the inputs and outputs were so what your bank account balance is pretty much and how you've been transacting on it yeah so that's the okay. biggest problem that's something that most people don't understand yet yeah it's one of the biggest problems i see is you know i've looked into a lot of it now and that's the one big problem i see and there are certain things that there are certain coins that are getting there's monero there's zcash you know privacy coins but they don't scale enough. So yeah. once it gets to you know the, the twenty thousand mark again, it's gonna it's gonna take a long time. And yeah. when we need a coffee quick, you know, when we need that transaction to go through, it's gonna be quite tough. So yeah. fungibility, and that's what I mean about fungibility and the security side of that would be if I go to buy a coffee and someone can see the funds in my, you know, in my wallet, then it could just lead to certain identity theft. It could lead to you know. It could lead to robbery because someone mm-hmm. can see how much is in your wallet, and you know, you could be forced, you know, in certain ways. But um, that's the one thing. But th- but there are certain, you know, I think the Litecoin founder Charlie Lee, he's working on um, uh, Mimblewimble uh, implementation on on Litecoin, which will be quite amazing if it happens. So it'll be a side chain of Litecoin, so you can pretty much, you know, send your Litecoin to Mimblewimble Litecoin, and then. You know, and that'll be completely private transaction, mm-hmm. and then you can send it back to Litecoin. So it'll be two separate chains running alongside each other. That'll be quite amazing to see, and it'll be scalable. Yep. Is what, what, what they're saying. And so. as with, as with any company, something new mm-hmm. and it gets developed over time, or something develops, someone develops something newer, mm-hmm. better yeah. to make it better. Yeah. For everyone to use. Yes, right. that's right. Mm-hmm. So in finalising this, so 
Bitcoin, we know, we know from the past, mm-hmm. has had a lot of volatility. Mm-hmm. There's some things about transaction issues that come about. However, it still attracts a lot of attention and a lot of people want to invest into it. And I remember at the end of, of 2017, mm-hmm. everyone seemed like they were piling into Bitcoin and buying some and buying some. And after that, it got sold off a little bit. So if someone was to come to you and say, look, I'm looking to invest into Bitcoin. How should I do it? Or actually what I wanna know is what are the characteristics? Let's not talk about Mm -hmm. if they should do it or not. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the characteristics of a person that typically invests into Bitcoin. What characteristics Mm. do they have to have? Or what is their investor type? Right, so I think they definitely need patience. We said that, need to understand risk. Yeah. Also, I'd, I'd say to them, don't buy it, earn it. Mm. You know, earn Bitcoin. Yeah, there's, there's there's places now you can earn Bitcoin. There's a place uh, called Lolly. You can any online shopping now you receive cash back or Bitcoin back. So every transaction you make of, with dollars, you receive a certain portion back yep. in Bitcoin. So that's what I would say to them. Just try to earn it. Mm-hmm. Don't buy but it. As let's much. say once they've got it. Yep. Instead of transacting it into Australia, or if they want to go and earn it. Mm-hmm. as opposed to getting paid in Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, what's their, so what's their character type? They've got to be patient. Definitely They've patient. got to understand it. Yeah. So they have to be able to accept that there's going to be some risk. Yes, for sure. Okay. Volatility in it, but they've got to look at it on a logarithmic scale from the beginning to the end. Yep. And what I say is it's amazing it's gone from a few cents to $20,000. Yeah. That is more incredible than it going from right now seven thousand dollars to a million dollars yeah i don't think that's that unbelievable yeah that's right so you know within within you know the next 10 years i yeah. i see it you know well past a million yeah especially if it takes some of the, the market cap of gold yep so, so long-term approach mm-hmm. um, have a long-term approach in mind yeah understand there's going to be some risk and volatility along the way yes but however um, it's still another investment realm where you've made some money off and you mm-hmm. continue to invest into. Mm-hmm. Um, so mate, I've got to say, thanks for coming on. It's been an amazing conversation with some tremendous insights. Um, thanks a lot for everyone out there that's listened. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks I look forward to chatting me. again soon. Thanks, mate. Perfect. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon.